While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast at Night. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. So, uh, we were talking about the uh, settlement um, of uh, Dominion Voting Systems versus Fox News. And if you're just turning, if tuning in, uh, Dominion Voting Systems had filed a lawsuit against Fox News um, and they were basically um, a, a, a defamation suit against Fox News. And they were basically saying that um, uh, that Fox News knowingly peddled, you know, peddled Donald Trump and his team's 2020 election conspiracy theories that they knew they were false and did it anyway, and it damaged Dominion's reputation, which I think the latter is definitely hard to argue. Um, and in fact, actually, there was a summary judgment, which is basically a presentation of the facts and evidence to the judge for them to make a ruling. Uh, so sometimes they do that on, on, on a case or, or a particular part of a case, uh, summary judgment. They are appealable, um, but the judge made a summary judgment in this case on the falsity of what fo- the what the of the stories that Fox News put forward. I've heard legal experts say that's not something that happens all the time. Um, that's basically so that basically means Dominion has already proven had already proven to that point that the statements were false as a matter of law. That does not need to be decided at trial. That did not need to be decided at trial. It's already been decided in a summary judgment case. What would need to be decided at trial is whether or not they acted with malice, right? Whether they acted either, you know, recklessly or with uh, or knowingly um, to uh, put forward the false narratives that they did about the 2016 election. Now, they're all on the record. Rupert Murdoch, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, now saying that these allegations that they made about the 2016 election were false. That was not the case. That was not the case um, at the time that they were airing all of these Stories and having that uh, that lawyer who likes to wear the leopard prints. What's her name? I forget her name. And Rupia, whatever. I, can someone remind me of her name? I, I can Google it at the break. 
but I forgot her name. But uh, Ru- and Rudy Giuliani, right, and having all of them on to talk about the voter fraud thing, and never once saying, "Well, let's maybe have someone from the other side of this who um, can present uh, the thing that you know we, the Fox News, actually believe <laughs> that the 2020 election." Uh, was won by Joe Biden because he got more votes and not because of uh, a special algorithm in Dominion's voting machines that made Trump votes Biden. Um, So they were supposed to go to trial. I, again, a lot of legal experts talked about the strength of Dominion's case. And there was a case in the 1960s, we'll talk about it again, Um uh oh yeah gloria allard right thank you appreciate it yeah yes you're right gloria uh allard yes thank you very much so um yeah, and so there was a case that basically set the precedent here in the 60s, uh, New York Times v. Sullivan or Sullivan v. New York Times, um, that basically said there has to be actual malice that these news outlets or the media in general have to report things knowing they're false um, or with wanton disregard. So meaning that you didn't do any of the due diligence that a good, reputable or reasonable media outlet would do, like just just some general research, right? So 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yeah, Gloria Allred. I think you were, the name you were talking about was uh, Sidney Powell. Oh, Sidney, Sidney Powell. Yeah, Sidney Powell. But Gloria. She was famous for um, um, taking on, well, among other people, um, uh, General Flynn, right? I yeah. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloria, yeah, it was Sidney Powell. Gloria Allred has, has her own reputation and her daughter whose name escapes me now. It's not Allred, but her daughter's very famous, too. She, in the campaign uh, in 2016, she offered uh, victims of Trump, um, you know, free legal and and bonuses if they could come up with a story against Trump. But... Um, yeah, that was Sidney uh, Powell. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, Sidney Powell, I, I was so impressed with her, and then she went off the deep end on Fox. I mean... Mm-hmm. That took me by surprise, Marcus. Uh, but I mean, it, <clears throat> you, I know you're having some glee with uh, taking Fox to task because you you don't like Fox. But you remember when uh, Dan Rather produced and and stood by the reporting that George Bush uh, Jr. had uh, mm-hmm. avoided the draft and uh, was a AWOL from the uh, Air National Guard of Texas. And then even after they proved to him that it was a made-up story by a, uh, a Democrat operative, he refused. Well, you're you're going after the messenger, not the message. And he ultimately got fired. Yeah. But but George Bush could have gone after with a lawsuit like Dominion has. They could have gone after CBS if you had if you had proof that Dan uh, that. Um Dan, Dan Rather, if you had proof that he he knew that it was a lie or that he didn't do like any due diligence, if you if you suspect it's a lie, and you and you opine to your colleagues, well, this kind of probably doesn't stand up. I don't believe it. Do you? I don't believe it. But we'll put it on the air. Does that mean you know it was a lie? Or I mean that that 
you said they were well you your opinion is that they um they were guilty of libel fox news but of course they're not because they settled out of court but well well the courts couldn't hadn't hadn't had an opportunity so the jury was was the jury sat they, they just had didn't have an opportunity to make so, that yeah, because no, they settled. no no libel's been found so tell me explain one thing quick marcus you said that the judge had ruled um as a matter of a fact or mm-hmm. as a matter of law that the that fox had you said it in the opening before you coming out of the news you explain how what the judge had already ruled so, the so there was a summary judgment so they presented they presented they wanted to prove that the summary judgment basically so the judge made a ruling that um, these claims that Fox News had put forward about Dominion voting systems, the things that were said by Sidney Powell, by Rudy Giuliani, the things that were said by Tucker Carlson, by Sean Hannity, were false. They didn't have the claims to. were false. The judge was able to. That was in his purview. Yeah, that was in his purview to make that ruling. They're saying that so falsity is not something that needs to be proved at trial. It's already been proven here. Right. You already have by basically an overwhelming amount of evidence suggests that this information that they put forward is put forward was can, false. Can you explain like in a criminal case? Yeah, a criminal uh, a case, could, it's called a, a directed verdict, that, right? Only a jury could find that. No, fact. in a criminal case, there's a directed verdict. So basically um, and you ask for it every time you're in a any 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 good lawyer is going to ask for it at the end of a trial. Um, just to pres- preserve the record, right? Um, and that's basically the same thing. It's called, it, colloquially, it's called directed out. You ask them, you ask them for, a, you, you move for a required finding. And so basically the judge um, would basically rule, and you can't do it for guilty. You can only do it for a not guilty, right? So the that's defense I mean, has to ask judge for it. Can, only, I mean, but so in the, no, that, I'm a little confused. So in, in, the, in the civil trial, you said he was able to rule that, um, yeah, case. through summary judgment. Through so there's usually summary, summary judgment. Yes, yeah. summary judgments usually filed before uh, civil trials, and they basically try to the judge. But he but he ruled that the the claims they made were false. He ruled like he ruled he, that, that the claims were false. Fact that the jury wouldn't even have to consider. Yeah, that's already that's already a matter of it's law. The, the claims are false. Okay, it's a matter of law, right? Yeah, the claims are false. Not a, not a matter of fact. Like in a criminal case, the jury finds facts, and the judge. Yeah, but, um, but they already cool. said the judge already said just based you, on the overwhelming you. amount of evidence that it was that this is false, and so they would only had to approve the the you uh, recklessness. That, though, right? Yeah, you can appeal. You can yeah. They would. They, you know, so if this went forward, judge, they'd, they'd appeal the whole thing. False. You could appeal that. You could if you. I mean, if they ruled, if the judge ruled in summary judgment on the entire case for for they they uh, for um dominion yeah, that could be appealed say you lose could you could you could the uh, the defendants or in a case like this response could they go and say well the judge was uh, in error when he gave the summary judgment mm-hmm. that he's yeah yeah it's possible you know what i mean just that specific thing that he said these yeah. fact these uh, claims were false i, I summary judgment yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't make it so. It just means that in this case, this particular jury couldn't consider it. 
They, yeah, they are, it's already something that's been settled. Um, and, and if the honest, frankly, if a judge is ruling in summary judgment for that, that means the evidence is pretty damn good um, because right. it's not like super easy to get summary judgments on stuff. Did, did you see, a, I'll just, a, I'll let you get going, but did you see this comment? I can't tell you who wrote it, but it was on one of the, the news outlets that I, I'm able to get you know, on my phone. And it was a legal expert. And he said, basically with this last ruling uh, yesterday or the day before, he said, the, the judges put Dominion on third base, and all they got to do is bunt to get home. And the, the, the rulings were going so badly against Fox as this thing had progressed. Mm-hmm. I, and I didn't, you know, it was an interesting way to describe it. So Fox was, Fox would have been um, derelict to their stock yeah. shareholders if they hadn't settled. Yeah, they were probably looking for a way to settle. So. Right. Yeah. Good, good deal. Hey, I appreciate you explaining how the law works, Marcus. Have a great night. No problem. Yeah, um, yeah, they have that in um, criminal trials. Yeah, it's required. You move for required finding. Uh, it means like the evidence for your, you know, the the evidence, basically everything. Uh, the case is overwhelming for your the defendant, right? And the judge moves for required finding. You you don't always get it. You usually don't, but you do it every time just to pre- preserve the record. Um, Sometimes it's like, nope, <laughs> you know, they'll say, nope, closing arguments. And then you go to closing arguments. Um, so anyway, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. Um, and what we'll do is uh, take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. Uh, is how you can get on the program. Um, you know, one of the things I think that Dominion throughout this process, even if they didn't, and I think this is something they've said too, uh, afterwards, their attorney said, um, they basically, they got Fox News to admit that they were lying, right? Or they got to admit that they 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 made, and it's not like because you report a story that's not true or ends up being not true. That stuff isn't all that uncommon in a lot of circumstances, especially with big media outlets. Sometimes you report something, you got to change it, whatever. What Fox News did was, first of all, it was the centerpiece of their coverage for months. Right, it was like the only thing they talked about forever. And they talked about it ad nauseum, right? Because they knew it was going to hold listeners. And they were, they were, they were, they were listening. I mean, uh, um, viewers. And they knew their viewers are upset that we're leaving their network because they were upset that they had called the the uh, Arizona for Biden, right? So it's a little bit different than we made a mistake, right? They made it the centerpiece of their coverage for months. And all the while talking to each other about how incredibly dangerous and insane uh, this whole thing that Trump is doing is. But that that juncture, they weren't interested in saying, hey, we're a news organization. Maybe we should bring the news to people. Right. They said, well, this is the narrative. You know, we're essentially just spoon feeding people their own opinions back to them 
And so we need to continue to do that. I think that was the revelation in this. Not that we really needed that, right? Not that we really needed a affirmation of that, that we, you know, most people know that Fox News is just spoon feeding people their own opinions to them, right? And I'm not saying that they're the only news outlet that does that, but I think they're one of the worst in terms of, you know, there's detailed memos that basically get sent out saying this is how you cut, this is what to cover, this is how you cover it, right? And um, it seems clear in this circumstance that, you know, there the objective wasn't to put news forward like we try to do here, like Kate Robinson does every day, right? It was to continue a narrative that would satisfy their viewership um, and sat it and help them maintain that viewership. And that's why I think Fox News isn't going anywhere in terms of, you know, it is damaging to their reputation, I guess, generally. Um, but most of us knew Fox News was full of it anyway. Most people, not everybody, most people. But the people that don't think that Fox News is full of it, they're going to continue to watch Fox News because Fox News has cornered the market. Do you think someone that's watching Tucker Carlson every night is going to all of a sudden switch to Ari Melber on MSNBC or Alex Wagner or Rachel Maddow or Chris Hayes? No, I don't think so. Anderson Cooper? No. Oh, you know what? I don't want to watch, um, you know, I can't picture somebody saying, you know, I don't really want to watch Laura Ingram anymore. I'm going to tune into the, uh, the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. No, that's not going to happen. They're going to continue, I think, to be a ratings juggernaut because they have done a great job effectively cornering the market. And I think they've done that because they have operated with wanton disregard of things that are actually happening. And they've been effective in putting forward a narrative and a presentation that's satisfying for a large group of people in this country. Not a majority of people, but a large group of people. So... I think Fox News couldn't let that lawsuit continue, um, but uh, I think maybe if it had, there might have been maybe some more long-term and severe damage that might have been done, but I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure uh, if that would have been the case. I mean, I think Dominion's cleared themselves, uh, and you know, Fox News has admitted on the record more than once through their executives, through their person their their um on-air personalities that the things that they were saying for months about the integrity of the presidential election wasn't true it's a serious thing if you can't be trusted to cover the presidential election right frankly how can you be trusted to continue as a news organization i think that's a more interesting conversation like why is fox news allowed to continue doing the things that they do I don't know. I think it's worth noting, too, that through all of this freedom in the press stuff that, you know, people, uh, Fox News sympathizers are crying about, they have no problem casually supporting Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, or not casually, ardently supporting Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, who have just casually mentioned, um, let's uh, actually make libel laws a little bit more um, stringent so that we can sue people. Remember when... Uh, Trump literally said, uh, you know, he's talking about the press in a room full of um, uh, 
rabid supporters. And he, he pointed the media, and this was during the 2016 election, um, and said, we're going to open up the libel. We, we, as if anybody else is going to make money off of it. Um, we are going to open up the libel laws, right? Open up the libel laws, and we're going to sue these guys, and we're going to make a lot of money. Right. He wanted the media to be he wanted the media to be sued. So Ron DeSantis has brought up the same thing. These are not ardent free speech advocates only for things that suit them. So. I don't know. I again, I, I think it would have been more interesting to see this go to trial. I know Dominion's probably like, hey, we can get make especially since they've been you know, bought out by a hedge fund, they can say, look, we can make $787 million fairly easily and well, with relative ease. And we have them on the record saying that they put forward a story that is completely untrue, right? We got there... We, we got their uh, founder to say the story is untrue. We got text messages of Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and all of them referring to, you know, referring, make, you know, referring to their audience as unflattering names and saying that the, you know, basically saying that these stories are untrue and that the things that they were talking about were dangerous and they did it anyway. So we more or less accomplished what we needed to accomplish. And this might be more of, uh, I mean, what they asked for was $1.6 billion, right? So 780 something million, basically half, right, of what they, um, basically half of, of what they asked for. You know, we'll, we'll do this. We'll save time and money in litigation. Plus, you know, typically when you're practicing law, and I think it's very true in criminal cases, especially considering what's at stake, but oftentimes what is the best course of action is the most risk averse, Right. So that's always usually the case um, is the most risk averse. So as an attorney, you're not your job isn't necessarily to go to trial unless you have to, uh, unless you really want to or unless your client really wants you to go to trial and win at trial. Your job is to reach the best possible outcome for your client um, in this given the circumstances. And so that's often one that's risk averse going to trial was definitely risk, you know, was def, you know, always presents a risk. It's all dependent on the jury. A lot of it's dependent on the jury and the judge, right? You are in the least control possible when you're in trial. Um, that's always the sort of, um, in criminal trials especially, if you're not putting forward a, if you're not putting forward a green sheet or a plea deal, you can be subjected, you know, you're going to trial, a jury trial or a bench trial. You are then subject, you know, you are then open to, and you got to explain those risks to your clients, right? But you are then open to um, the, you know, the, I don't want to say whims because it's not whims in the, in the case of the judge, more so maybe in the jury, but you are more, you know, you're leaving your, the, the fate of your client up to basically the whims of the jury and the the um, predisposition or the or or in the final decision of the judge. Now the judge usually you know you, you always expect judges to make careful, um, thoughtful rulings on things, but ultimately if you know they could send your client, you know they could send your client to um, for the max, right? They could do that. Right. Or they could give a really bad sentence and, you know, they could, let's say you 
plea out for a six month or probation. If you go to trial, you might be leaving your client open to do a year or even two years. Um, it all depends, right? It all depends on the judge and all of that. So I think in Dominion's case too, it's a lot of it is just controlling the situation. You always want to control the situation. Definitely, I think more so for Fox News than Dominion, honestly. Because I think Dominion, whether or not they would have won that case or lost that case, I think Dominion's still in a pretty decent position, even if they lose the case, because they can say, look, we got them to admit they're lying on the record. Or they, we got to them to admit that they, they peddled a false story on the record. We have these text messages. We know what they actually think of their audience and of the stories that they put forward. So at the end of the day, even if we lost this case, we have that, right? We have that. Um, with Fox News, I think they're in a much worse uh, predicament because the case against them was, by most accounts, very, very strong. And they had everything to lose by not settling basically even if you you know I, I think they had everything to lose by not settling and so I mean I think it's interesting that this came at the 11th hour like because the jury was seated right so they had already impaneled the jury they went through the whole process discovery pre-trial motions they impaneled the jury which means the defense and the uh, the, the defense and the plaintiff went through the process of selecting the jury, which can take a long time, um, all depends. They went through that whole process, sat the jury, and then two hours later, right, two hours, two hours later, they announced that they've settled the case. There was a delay for two hours because they announced that they came to an agreement. I'd love to know more details on that, and maybe we will um, in due time. Maybe it's already out now, I'm not sure. But I'd love to know more of the details in that situation, like, well... You know, when um, who who's the one that said, "Okay, let's let's make a deal here," right? Who's the one that said, "Let's make a deal"? Who's the one that said, "Okay, fine, I agree." You know, I'll agree to this or I'll agree to that. I wonder who was holding up that deal and who finally caved and said, "Okay, fine, we'll do the deal." I think I'm I'm really interested to know because settlement, you know, from what we're hearing, the settlements settlement was always an option um, in this case. Uh, I don't know yet, and because it's still an ongoing developing story, if there are any other terms uh, attached to the dollar figure settlement. Uh, I am not sure uh, if there is, but I guess we'll find out. Like, is there, I doubt, I very much doubt that Fox News would have to have like a clear admission of wrongdoing. I guess they already have in some way um, because they said, we acknowledge the court's rulings find certain claims about Dominion to be false. That's state, the, their, their statement. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably instead of in the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward from these issues. Yeah, probably um, for Fox News. We can move forward from these issues because... We're just going to um, rave and rant about CRT or transgenders for the next year or six months to hold your attention anyway. So what does it matter? Um, they'll be peddling false stories about that. So I guess what does it really matter? But 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. Uh, we can also take your messages 
on the WBS uh, on the WBSM app. I guess someone asking me, um, would you feel the same way? Is um, would you feel the same way if it was MSNBC? Yeah, you know, actually, I've had a pro. You know, the thing is, is I used to watch um. I used to watch Rachel Maddow a lot, actually, when I was younger, like in law school and stuff. I used to watch Rachel Maddow quite a bit, uh, you know, on at nine. Now she's, I guess, hanging out in Western Mass. Um, She shows up once a week or twice a week. I forget how it works. Um, But uh, but um, I, I actually wasn't uh, a fan of the way they covered the 2016 or 2020 Democratic primaries. I thought that was their coverage and that was um, incredibly biased and gave Hillary Clinton and then Joe Biden a great deal of, of, of earned media, right? I think that was pretty clear they had a, they had a, a di- desired outcome in that, you know? Do I think... I think it's markedly different than disputing the results of a an election right of a Demo- you know of of an election that happened a presidential election especially um but i'm not here to you know absorb i'm not here to absolve uh you know all news outlets of wrongdoings i remember this uh fairly recently the new york times had posted a story uh, basically, they had, they had had this story that had ended up being the basis for the justification of a of a coup in Bolivia um, of their democratic democratically elected leader, and then like years year year or two later, they like basically printed a retraction, like oh yeah, by the way, uh, that wasn't true, <laughs> right? They've done that too. There's other news outlets have done that. They were getting, they're basically, I think, getting information fed to them by the CIA. But this seemed like a pretty unique set of circumstances. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app, to, uh, app chat. I got to take a break and I will be right back. 1420 WBSM, where freedom of speech lives. Oh. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. I'm William Shatner and I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled when I see the real battles our brave, paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom. I was on a routine patrol, and uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait, and the vehicle flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down. 
Okay, folks, this, this, this is heroism. That's why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to pva.org to learn how you can make a difference. Did you know that when you make time to do three simple things each day with your children, talking, reading, and singing, you're helping to shape and strengthen their brains for the years to come? I love to look at the pictures in a book and notice little details about the characters. I pause along the way to ask my child to wonder about how they might feel. When you ask open-ended questions like, what do you notice? Or what do you think will happen next? You're inviting them to be curious. All these rich conversations help develop both their vocabularies and their thinking skills. And it's a great way for you and your child to bond and discover the world together. As a father, helping my child is the most important thing to me. Each of us has the power to create a strong start for our children by talking, reading, and singing with them from the moment they're born and help them to enter school ready to learn and succeed in life. Visit TalkingIsTeaching.org for free tips, resources, and ideas on how to transform everyday moments into magical moments for learning. Have your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. Hey, welcome back. Uh, I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We can also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Got a couple here. Uh, apparently, people can't be sued for lying their tails off during presidential debates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no one could get through a presidential debate without being sued. Uh, but um, it's different. If someone actually, here's the thing. I'm not entirely sure that that's true. I mean, lying in a presidential debate, you can't really get sued for. Like, if you're just, like, lying, like, um, if you're just saying that you support something that you've had never supported, right, something like that. No, you can't get sued for that, right? Or if you're lying about a particular policy, right? No, I suppose you can't get sued for that. Um, but if you were to, let's say, say on the debate stage, well, you're, you know, I want the American people to know that my opponent, you know, is an avid clubber of baby seals, right? Um, <laughs> and that was true. I mean, and that wasn't true and you knew it wasn't true and you said it anyway. Um, and it caused damage to their reputation, which it would, cause you at the time, and if you're a presidential candidate, probably like a Senator or a governor or well, uh, well, uh, uh, a person who's held in high regard in the community, uh, or in the, in the, in the public, uh, said something like that. Yeah. I think you actually could get sued. Um, it would be an interesting precedent, uh, you know, given the fact that it's a presidential debate and you probably, you know, as a matter of policy, want to encourage um, people to sort of freely exchange ideas and criticisms of each other. But, um, but, uh, but it would, you know, I, I suppose in that circumstance, I don't see why, unless there's a precedent I don't know about, I don't see why you couldn't get sued, you know, if you went up there and said that, right? You said you, you know, like I said, you are a, a you know, a clubber of baby seals or you're a pedophile or something like that. Yeah, you could definitely get, I think you, I think you could get sued for that. 
if it's in a presidential debate. Not for lying, uh, but for, you know, putting forward a falsehood about a particular person with reckless disregard or knowing it's false and going forward with it anyway. I, th I think that's actually well within the, the, the I think that's well within the realm of, of actionable. I don't think we've seen anything to that degree. And I don't think in a in a in that particular circumstance, you know, I guess it would all depend that a presidential candidate would want to respond in that way to to sue somebody. But I don't see why it's not possible. So, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on the program. We can also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, let's go to the phones. Hello. 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 Hey. Hey. Um, word has it um, Joe Kennedy Jr. is going to run. Robert Kennedy Jr. Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm -hmm. All right. How is he? Is he like the old Kennedys or is he? No, like the Kennedy family, in fact, uh, the Kennedy family. Want them to run. No, they're all, they all, they've all basically said they're endorsing Joe Biden. You know, they no they this, well this guy's not a this guy isn't the the he, he's I think a little bit strayed from the a little bit off the beaten path, let's say, um from the from the rest of his family, uh on the platform he's running. I don't think he has any real intention of winning even. So I don't think you're gonna need much jo Joe Kennedy the third and it's worth noting, Joe Kennedy the third who was yeah. our, our congressman. He works for Joe Biden. He's the uh, special envoy to Ireland. So. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's... Um, but Trump is starting... Uh, I'm not saying he's done, but he's definitely weakening out. He's not... He's not what he was. Yeah, I mean, he's not what he was. I just don't know. I, I I'm... Still skeptical of 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 the. F I'm still skeptical of whether or not Ron DeSantis is the guy that can beat him in a Republican primary. Ron DeSantis cannot beat him. No, he won't beat him. It's yeah. gonna trouble trouble win the primaries, and then it's either gonna be a sleepy Joe rematch, or there is uh, Democrats planning to run against Biden. One of them could surprise us. Yeah, if they're sharp, they'll get Trump. If they're, uh, I, I, I really don't. I, I know a lot of people out there. I love this guy. He's Jesus and all that. I, I really cannot stomach another four years at the Trump show. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, he's, I don't know. I mean, they're both kind of too old for the job anyway, but I mean, I, I just, this is like Jim Jones ran for president one, and now he's trying to get back in. He's got his cult. Is the cult members following his every move, saying he's this, that, and this, when he's yeah. really not. Right. So. Yeah. No, uh, I I hear you. Um, I I just I think it's going to be Trump and Biden again. I think if someone's going to run against Biden, you'd be like someone serious, not 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 Robert Kennedy Jr. Someone with a serious shot to win, like a governor or something like that. They'd well, already have I'm to thinking, be running to build a name I'm, ID. I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. It's going to be what you call. Uh, Mystery candidate, and they're gonna end up beating Biden. They're already talking as well. Five or six people want to run against. That's Democrats alone. 
I don't think anybody on the Republican side will be Trump. No, I don't think so either. I'm not, I don't know who will beat Biden either, uh, honestly. Um, but we'll, we'll have to, we'll, we'll have to see again. Someone who's going to run against Biden will already have to be starting to build that name ID because Biden has 50 years of name ID, right? He's, he's the president, yeah. he's the, he's the sitting president of the United States. So someone who's already running would have to already be, you know, I think hitting the ground running pretty soon because it's, it's, it's already next year. It's close. We're, we're less than. Oh. All, all right. right. Have a good night. I'm sorry to bother you. <laughs> yeah, we're already less than a year from, uh, like, even the Iowa caucuses, right? Or are we? I don't know. I think that all changed. But the primaries right now, a year from now, it's April, right? A year from now, we're going to be in the thick of it. The, the primaries are going to be well underway. Super Tuesday will probably have already happened as well. So 508-996-0500. Welcome back. I had a couple of calls to try to take them. Good evening. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Well, that's what I want to ask you. What do you got planned for the rest of the week? Uh, I'm working on it. Um, oh, you're working on Oh, my. Well, you, you could give me a, a brief uh, synopsis about what, what's going on with the Fairhaven uh, override. Oh, actually, Leon Corey from uh, from the select board, he's coming back on uh, Thursday. So Now, is everybody on the select board for this override or against the Yeah, override? everybody on the select board is for Ooh, the override. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. That's yeah, so they're going, to put the, they're going to be able to put that ballot question forward. They're going to do it at the next meeting, which might have already happened. But Leon Corey is going to be on. I believe I'm going to have Sheriff Haro call in. Uh, at some point this week, I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also working on a member from our state delegation to talk about some of the stuff that's going on at the state house. Yeah, actually, I got Chris Hendricks Friday at seven. He just confirmed. Oh, Scott Lima uh, Friday at eight. Oh, um, yeah, Friday. Did you at ever eight. find out anything about him about what his plans are for the well, future? I'm going to ask him on Friday at well, uh, fri- right. Friday at eight. He's going to he, he'll be on. I'm going to ask Looking him forward to it. What his plans are? He's going to talk about Mitchell's housing plan. Um, tomorrow is still up in the air. We're, we're, we're still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, well, well, okay. Is, is Chris going to be on with you tomorrow? No, he should be. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's, that's, that's the plan. That's good. You always get somebody to uh, bounce things off and everything, but yeah. I, I'll give you something that I'd like to see. Maybe, you know, you'd probably be against it. I'd love to see Jolly, Charlie Baker run against, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren. That's an independent. Would be an interesting because uh, in, in Vermont, you know, you've yeah. got an independent man that ran for president. You're a little bit different. Um, Why do you say that? 